lined up the top stars from Hollywood and from all over the world to entertain you on a giant screen with a few colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. It's please pleased to bring you our feature presentation. Station. What's up, everybody? Good evening. Uh, happy Snow Day, January 15th, 2024. Uh, we're in the studio. It is frosty. It is snowy. It is icy. We braved the cold mm-hmm. uh, just to be with you here tonight live um, on the Drive and Speaker Box. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, as if this is your first time, maybe you caught me on my, you know, snowy drive report on the way up to the studio. Um, but I was trying to like, it's funny, I'll like do these Bronco drives where I'm just like, here are what the roads look like. I'm driving down some of the main roads, doing all this kind of stuff. And I'll get like 150 people like tune in live. And they're like, oh, thank you so much for doing it. We, lo- we look forward to hearing you talk about the snow. We want to watch you all the time. You should do this every day. And then I'm like, well, I do it every Monday. You could check out the podcast. Well, we don't want to. No, never mind. We don't want to go click enough. We don't want to like nothing. Come on, guys. Like something. Like the driving speaker box. It's fun. It's great. It's awesome. Um, but uh, shout out to everybody that's already joining us over on Twitch. Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, it is, as Al Topich said on Twitch, it is damn cold outside. It is absolutely cold. Um, yeah, so, anyway, this is Driving Speaker Rocks. We're going to be talking to you about movies. I'm your host, Bo, the Boom Operator. I'm Slick Doggy the Grip. And, um, yeah, we're going to be up here uh, for about an hour-ish talking to you about stuff. Or, or, or until, like, it starts to get cold because I turn the heat off. I can already feel the chill starting to, starting to c- cut through. But, um, but yeah, tonight we're going to be just talking about what happened in movies is what we mm-hmm. do, what happened last week, what's coming out this weekend, what happened at the box office. And, uh, I'm going to review the beekeeper, which is the new Jason Statham film that is, uh, currently out in theaters, uh, basically one of the only movies that came out last, um, last weekend minus the mean girls movie, which I did not get a chance to see. So, uh, so yeah, there's that. But uh, but yeah, and and I don't think Jake got a chance to go to the theater. No, got- the weather took away my opportunity to make it to the movie theater. Um, I, I've been in uh, a couple of fender benders and don't need another one. And uh, my car's not getting around fantastic because the car that does get around is down. Ah. So, well, uh, Dina on Twitch says, "Don't see Mean Girls. Save yourselves." Um, so there's one of our viewers giving us a recommendation to not check it out. So, uh, you know, be, there's, there's a, there's a little advanced report. Yeah, it's just um, a musical version of a movie you can watch already. That's probably, that, that version's better. So, um, well, okay. Well, yeah, uh, with that said, let's jump into the news. It's been a week. There's been stuff that's happened. Uh, Netflix announced they're making another Fear Street movie. Uh, the R.L. Stein's, uh, The Prom Queen. R.L. Stein was actually in Fayetteville not too long ago. I got to do cocktails for that event. Um, they were like, you want to meet R.L. Stein? I was like, I'm too busy. I could have met him. I should have met him. That would have oh, been man, cool. That would have been Getting cool. A, Get a picture, get something signed, but didn't have time to, but it was cool having him in our own backyard. But uh, I liked the Fear Street um, trilogy that Netflix did. I thought it was a lot of fun, and uh, hopefully this one will capture some of that same 
magic and uh we can we can check that out um netflix teaming up with guy Ritchie for uh, another uh the ga- gangster hijinks i guess is mm. you know is what he does called uh, the gentleman uh that's i mean if you if you know guy Ritchie, you know what he does you know a shtick um should that, be fun. Is that not what the last movie was? That's kind of what I thought. That's what was kind of confusing me here, because, um, you know, it's I guess it's a TV show version of the movie. Okay, the I gentleman. was about to say wasn't yeah that was already that was the one that had because that was four years ago when the gentleman Charlie that, Hunnam and yeah it was called the gentleman yeah and it yeah. was McConaughey and um um uh, what's his guy the Irish the, dude uh no the British guy who. I love as a bad guy more than a. Uh, he was in Notting Hill and everybody loved him. And yeah. Why am I blanking on his freaking name? Hugh. Hugh, Hugh Grant. Yeah. And um, Lair of the White Worm is a great early, 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 early Hugh Grant movie. If you've never seen it, do you? Maybe don't watch it, but um, you can watch part of it. Anyway, him embracing the fact that he plays an amazing villain now is so good. He was in that um, that movie with Jason Statham that came out a couple, the, the French one that was um, was like Ruse de Guerre. Uh, he was in that and was mwah, he was just so good. Um, but I, I really like Hugh Grant as a bad guy. I'm 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 happy that he's embracing this chapter of his life. Um, it's it, it's always funny when you see. Like aging heartthrobs kind of find that new kind of like Antonio Banderas, you know, and uh, Pierce Brosnan, like they're uh, they're later in life. You know, they're no longer obviously sex symbols, but they're still, you know, they they evolve in their typecasting. And uh, I like I like where it's going. So I don't know. Four years after the movie, um, but it is Guy Ritchie uh, uh, led. So that's that's pretty good. Um, If you're into. You know that that early two thousands era Guy Ritchie, like oh You know, you ever watch the the SNL videos where they're making fun of like those the the British gangster comedies? Yeah, and like pointing guns all sideways, and it's playing like you know jungle music or something. And um, thanks for the subs, I'm here. But yeah, fun times. I like I like Guy Ritchie. I like the formula. It's fun. Yeah, I heard uh, this morning. I talk with my mouth like this, so I can't pronounce my th. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so there's that. Uh, what do you got? What do you got on your paper? I saw you well, writing some stuff down. Yeah, Velvet Santa pointed out there's a new George Carlin comedy special where they use AI to recreate George Carlin. His daughter's pissed. Uh, I mean, wouldn't she, you be? Yeah, she is not happy about that at all. Um, I, I I did read and see that uh, the other day. Uh, yeah, dude, I got a whole bunch of stuff here. Um, how to train your dragon live action as live action as, uh, movies they call live action, um, with all that CGR anymore has a couple of updates. They've started filming on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a June of 2025 release date set and, uh, they have cast, uh, some more people in it. Unfortunately, uh, you know, they're keeping, uh, Gerard Butler in his um, role from the from the animated movies, but they've recast Craig Ferguson's character. It won't be Craig Ferguson, but instead it'll be Nick Frost. Okay. So I'm sure a lot of people will probably be okay with that, but it's just not the same. I wanted Craig Ferguson. I like Craig Ferguson Craig a lot. Craig Ferguson's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, but you know, Nick Frost is, he, he's from the Shaun of the Dead and the World's End and all of those movies. Uh, 
What was the one with the alien? Which one? Uh, the one with the alien, Seth Rogen did the voice of the alien. And oh, uh, it was like the guy's name. Fred or yeah, something like something, that. Something, yeah. yeah, anyhow, uh, he's a funny guy, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, also, sequels or remakes or whatever, however I'm deciding to go with this. Uh, the Mortal Kombat 2 has started to release production photos on, uh, from on what? set as well, just like the How to Train Your Dragon but they are teasing characters for the film. There was a, a fan, like Kitana uses, a blue fan. Okay. There's a hammer, Shao Kahn, and then there's a white hand, just like a white hand against the black robe, Quan Chi. Oh, I, I so, see. I, my MK lore is, um, you know, back when we used to have uh, Chun in here, he was the MK lore master. Yeah. And uh, you guys could go at it talking about all the MK lore. I know that, like, Shang Tsung will swallow yo soul and like that's about that's about as far as i get yeah yeah so um in in this one it looks like they're going full um you know shao khan's realm they're going to the nether realm and they're gonna have everyone from from that side because if they're gonna have quan chi who's like the evil sorcerer dude uh, and shao khan who's like the ruler of nether realm then you know they're it's gonna be more i just hate hey Thanks, Thanks for the uh, I hate that they're going to have old Ding Dong Magoo that they made the main character in the first one. So is this the last movie I remember was all about Razorblade Hat? Uh, and he uh, was that the right movie? Did I watch that? Was that a thing? Uh, yes and no. Uh, he was uh, he was one of the main characters, um, but uh, they they created a character for the movie that didn't that had never existed in the games. And his whole thing was that he could create golden armor on himself, which wasn't a, a very oh, mortal combat I remember. Thing. Okay, I kind of remember. Uh, I vaguely remember because I'm, you know, I, I watched the original Mortal Kombat. And then there was the Mortal Kombat 2 that came out of that. And then wasn't there another Mortal Kombat that came out and it was not great? And now there's a there was another, this new one, and now a sequel to this one. I forget them all. I missed Vince's story about Spielberg being... Oh, uh, so yeah. Scrolling back into the 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 comments here, uh, we've got a we got a hype train going right now on Twitch, oh, which dang. is pretty cool. Uh, but Vince on Twitch has a, had a comment for you, Jake. He says, when he "Walked out of hook, like low viewership, or yeah, people hated." No, no, he said, "I heard a great story uh, about Spielberg for Jake." He was asked what the low point of his career was. He said that he left a premiere of Hook crying. He said he realized it was such a bad movie and knew it was when he made it. Sorry, Jake. No, Tough I break. don't know about that. It had a lot of problems. Julia Roberts apparently was a big issue on set and everything like that, and I don't think a lot of people liked her casting. Uh, but Hook is such a good movie, such a fantastic movie. Hey, speaking of Neverland and uh, the Michael Jackson movie, um, the the biopic uh, by Anton Fuqua and starring Michael Jackson's nephew Jafar um, has gotten its release date, and it will be in spring of 2025. Hmm. So that is uh, has an official date set, uh, and they're they're to begin filming uh, anytime now. So, well, speaking of other projects that have been kind of greenlit, did you hear about Paramount is wanting to throw basically all the money, I guess, in existence to get Tom Cruise back onto a Top Gun 3 because they're beginning development on it? Yeah, I saw some things about that. And uh, coming up here soon, in like a, a week or two, two weeks, I guess, uh, the Indian movie, Fighter, 
starring uh, Ritik Roshan and uh, Deepika uh, Padukone is going to be released. It was delayed by COVID. It was originally set to come out not long after Top Gun 2, uh, but it's finally getting released uh, in on the 25th of January. Nice. Yeah, uh, and that's going to be cool. Uh, it was done by the producers of War and Patan, uh, not to be confused with the upcoming movie starring Ritik Roshan, which is a sequel to War that we got a preview of at the end of Tiger 3 um, that had Patan in there. Very excited about that one. Uh, but this, it, dude, it looks like Top Gun, but India. It looks so badass. The trailer is sick. Um I'm so stoked to have that. That yeah, this one actually is Bollywood. Uh, I'm so stoked to have that come out in two weeks, and and I will probably be watching that because it looks dope. It looks really cool. Which talking uh, Indian movies and Topeka uh, Padukone, uh, the movie Kalki 2898 has gotten Kalki? yeah. It's gotten Macaulay Kalki. Yeah, yeah, Macaulay Kalki is what they call it. Uh, no, it's like this sci-fi movie. It's and it's being filmed and it was filmed in Telugu and Hindi at the same time. But it has Prabhas and uh, Amitabh Bachchan, uh, like gigantic actors uh, in the worlds of Indian movies. Um, it's supposed to come out May 9th, which is twenty twenty-four. Yeah, this this year, which is the same uh, release date as. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, which is recently mm-hmm. moved to avoid being open opened on the same weekend as Furiosa. Yeah, you can't you can't double up big movies like that. So uh, I'm gonna have a hard time that weekend. Like, what to pick? Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch like seven hours of movies in the theater. Um, well, want to want to shout out to all of our viewers on Twitch. Uh, I know we got some people watching on Facebook and YouTube as well, but our Twitch viewers just got a hype train up to level three. Thank you, guys. That's Yeah, we haven't had a level three hype train in a minute. So uh, thanks for that one. That one's that's, that's awesome, guys. Um, another one I was going to uh, uh, mention was, um, well, we could talk about this here in just a minute. Yeah, um, Truckerlina said that everything they heard about Hook that was bad was Julia Roberts' base, too. That's yeah, true. Well, because it's Julia Roberts. Because yeah, um, Thudbutt's cool. He has in pockets is cool. Uh, but you want to talk about what's coming out this week? In the movie? Do you have any more, more things? That was all my news. Yeah, we're okay. good. Uh, Dina on Twitch says we're all drunk and bored, and we love the show. So thank you, yeah, uh, everybody's. Yeah, people are on a snow day. What else have you been doing today? You've just been drinking. You've been cooking stew. You've been waiting for us to come up here and talk about movies. So um, thanks. I ate some ate some leftover taco bean soup that my mom had made, and it was really scrumptious um, and 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 yummy for this cold weather. I was kind of craving pizza, but there was, oh, you know, I, I didn't want to eat a whole pizza. That's just, you know, because you would. Like on a I'll snow day, you would. You just sit there and just just be a greasy monster. Um, <clears throat> but here's what's coming out this weekend. Not a lot of stuff. Uh, some super small uh, budget stuff uh, from director John Key, Keys called Cult Killer. Speaking of... Antonio Banderas and Alice Eve. Uh, it's a private investigator has been murdered. His protege takes on a case. Uh, her investigation unfolds, forced into a dangerous alliance with his killer, which I'm guessing is Antonio Banderas, uh, to uncover the town's grisly secrets. Um, probably will only hit streaming, so um, you can check that out. But the one that everybody's kind of like curious about 
is this movie um, from director Gabriella Cooperwaith. It's called ISS. It's an acronym, I.S.S. It's a kind of an indie science fiction movie that's not really based on an existing IP, uh, which is kind of a gamble. You know, a lot of analysts are like, can science fiction pull in audiences anymore when it doesn't, it's not attached to a book or a sequel or a universe or a whatever? Um, but this, uh, the, the, the plot of this one says, Tensions flare in the near future aboard the International Space Station as conflict breaks out on Earth. Reeling, the U.S. and Russian astronauts receive order from the ground to take control of the station by any means necessary. Um, so it's not like a super far like into the future, uh, but it is sci-fi because it is in space on the International Space Station. I'm curious to see how much of a, like, you know, Every how many years there's a cycle, Jake, that that um, like the Russians become bad guys in movies again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it it was like huge in the early 80s, like right after the Cold War and, you know, Reaganomics and stuff. And then then it kind of like, oh, maybe we shouldn't do that because they're our homies. And then it was like we it, Mexico became like the bad guys and everything was like a cartel, you know, and they're like, oh, it's the cartels and it's the cartels that are doing it. These cartels. And then like. Well, maybe it's because Russia keeps invading these countries. Well, and that was the thing is like once the Ukraine thing, because there for a minute there, we're like, nah, we can't keep putting everything on the cartels. Let's go ahead and do more Eastern Europeans. We'll do like the Ukraines and stuff. And all these like Ukrainian drug guys, you know, just like in the first John Wick. It's like these Ukrainian assholes. And then uh, and then Ukraine got invaded and we're like, oh, shit, they, they can't be the bad guys. We got to go back to Russia. Russia's got it. They're bad again. And well, plus a couple of years ago, they just rolled into Georgia and and we're just like fucked them up. Yeah. So it's funny how how like when it is and o isn't okay for and oh well, I take it back. I missed a period like when we stopped like before the cartels became the thing and after Russia, it was the Middle East. Remember, like when like Rambo three, yeah, and like it was a lot of and and then what True Lies and like all of these like the 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 mid to late eighties and early to mid nineties it was like oh no it's it's the Middle East is the bad guys and well Rambo three it was it was still the Russians because no but it was in the Middle East yeah um but yeah and then and then it, I think it was yeah the late nineties and the early two thousands that's when the cartel became the the bad the, the foreign bad guys hmm. um. So it's just weird how that that, that works. Uh, but anyway, I, uh, International Space Station, ISS, it's coming out in theaters this week. Uh, it's about the only thing that's coming out in theaters this week. So, um, yeah, you can check that out. Uh, also coming out is Founder's Day. It's like a, a comedy horror from director Eric Bloomquist. Um, trailer's out there if you want to watch it. Um, got a bunch of um, people that I've never really heard of they've been in movies i wouldn't even call them up and comers yet but um it's it's uh yeah it's a horror movie founders day does sound like a ds9 movie. founders day yeah what 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 was found it was founders day in a star trek day uh maybe i don't know i haven't watched ds9 in a little while mm. well uh let's see uh, Zaxoff and Twitch commenting on the bad guy, foreign bad guys. He said, we tried to do China, but that didn't really take off with Red Dawn remake. Because I think Red Dawn, that was Cuba. Uh, during, the, like, around the Cuban Missile Crisis. They were like, oh, Cuba's going to invade the United States through this high school. Um, 
didn't even survive release, Change of North Koreans. And one of the reasons that we can't often make China the bad guy in films is we depend on their box office uh, money. And, and, and they've, they've seen, Hollywood studios have seen a lot of backlash when uh, there is a big blockbuster film and China is, is in a bad light. They're like, oh, we're just going to ban this movie. You can't show it here. And they're like, well, we want this money. What movie? I'm trying to remember. There was a movie that was really famously reshot for a Chinese release. There's that, a whole bunch of them. Or they'll get way different edits. <coughs> like their movies will be 10 or 12 minutes shorter or 10 or 12 minutes longer because it's like a whole different movie where the mm-hmm. story, it's edited so that the story is completely different. Uh, as Dina said, uh, China got pretty pissed off at Barbie movie for the ill-drawn kids map and yeah. just banned it all together. Like, yeah. Um, and I remember, what was it? We saw the Meg 2. Yeah, the Meg 2. And two's. was very... Both of the Megs are heavy Pro-China, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's interesting to watch how, you know, uh, I think actually... I say this a lot, action, horror, sci-fi, they're a reflection of what's going on in our climate, you know, and, and you can kind of, you can see social patterns and, and what's going on in the, you know, collective mindset of, of our, I don't, I don't want to use the word zeitgeist because that's a douchey word, but I guess I just did. So there you go. Um, there we go. Uh, Founders Day. And uh, that's really about it. There is another indie uh, horror movie coming out. It's got Guy Pierce. Uh, it's kind of the only reason I want to mention it because I actually love Guy Pierce as an actor. He's fantastic. He rarely does a role that I don't enjoy, but it's from director Andrew Baird. It's about this man. Uh, his name's Fallon, roaming the land as a creature of the night as he becomes to term with his tragic loss of his family at the hands of a brutal demagogue uh, played by Guy Pierce. So um, another indie horror. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. It's got Guy Pierce. I like Guy Pierce, but I like that movie where he's saving the president's daughter on the space station. Oh yeah, that one was a good one. I mean, I love Ravenous. Ravenous is a phenomenal film with Guy Pearce. Uh, Memento, I think everybody knows. Uh, um, I think he's in that briefly. Uh, where's another Guy Pearce movie that I just... Abs- whatever. He's great. I like him. Um, yeah. Okay. That's what's coming out in theaters this week. Um, I was going to say something, Jake. I was going to say, and now Jake says things. And I can't remember what it was. What would I have to say? You, you're you the only one that got to watch a movie. I didn't get to watch a movie. Ooh, but I forgot. There's supposed to be a new episode of Reacher out that I didn't watch yet. Um, It's every Thursday. Yeah, so, so I, I, haven't watched the, I haven't watched the latest one. I did. Is it good? It's pretty good. Cause the, it ends on a, like, a, it, it's, ooh, you still want more, though. Yeah, I had watched more than I thought I had when I found out that they were releasing weekly instead of just giving me the whole damn thing. Oh, it's and so like I had he, one episode that I watched, and that was at the end. I was like, son of a bitch. He just, this last episode, he rolls up to the base, and he's like, all right, it's me. I'm here. Let's go. Yeah. And um, it's pretty fun. Um, but yeah, I, every Thursday, which I guess we'll get a new episode this week as well. Uh, again, I, also Amazon News, like... Um, Invincible season two episodes have been delayed. Everybody was speculating they'd be uh, um, released uh, either last week or this week, but Amazon has not uh, announced any release date yet. They're like, well, we are not sure. It will be sometime in the first quarter of 2024. So 
everybody's a little bit upset, wondering why it's taking so First long. First quarter. Yeah. It's like March 25th. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Zimmerhammer says, I know it's not movie related, but did we catch the new True Detective last night? I did not. I didn't know there was one. Uh, it's, a, it's a new, yeah, it's a new new one. Uh, kind of looks very Fargo-esque. I never um, get, I never use my HBO for anything. Or Max. I never use Max. Why? You've got it. I know. I got I got Max and Hulu and Netflix and Amazon and Crackle and Freevee and Pluto and I don't hardly use. I use YouTube more than anything. Yeah, so do I. I'm YouTube Premium man. Love it. Uh, Dina on Twitch uh, responds and says that she watched it this evening and it was pretty interesting. So um, yeah. The only time I ever get on Max is to watch DC animated. That makes sense. Isn't yeah. there a new like Infinite Earths animated something or another? That yeah, just... I, t- I talked about it. Yeah, last that's week. right. Yeah. yeah. Did yeah. they? Is this? When's the second part of that coming out? Oh, I don't know. No. Well, there you go. Um, okay. Well, I guess I can talk about um, the movie that I watched. Jason Statham. You guys want to talk about one more job, one last job of Jason Statham? Um, We'll do it because I went and saw Beekeeper. Um, the Beekeeper is a movie that you can see, and it's fun, and it's good. I liked it. Is it a good movie? Not at all. Um, is it extremely derivative? 100%. Uh, this movie is really weird because it unabashedly and david ayer like i don't understand like i would have expected this out of any other director but like david ayer you know people know him because he did you know suicide squad he's done um you know a lot of other bigger movies that people that they know that he he you know what what's the the um Fury, he did Fury, mm. he did Street Kings, uh, but the Suicide Squad, everybody's like, oh yeah, he's in de- he did the Deputy series, everyone's like, oh yeah, he's so good at action, and I will say that, you know, this movie is is really fun to watch, like, this movie is John Wick, hard, it's John Wick, because here here's the story, there's this guy, he's retired, he's out of the business, he's a former, what they call, beekeeper which is a uh, uh, hit he's a hitman assassin that has a big moral compass that they're like when the when when the law fails there's the beekeeper you know it's like do you fight for law or do you fight for justice you know you you'd love that mm-hmm. and um anyway he's retired he's keeping his bees because that's a thing i guess beekeepers do and there's this like old lady that he befriends and lives kind of on her property and she gets scammed by some telemarketers and they're these telemarketers that that have these call centers all over the country and they you know they call up and they 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 swindle old people that out of they're like oh just uh, let us remote can your computer and she happened to like manage this multi-million dollar account for a children's charity that she managed lost everything killed herself right and jason statham discovers this teams up with you know oh and and it's uh felicia rashad who it was the old old lady you know hmm. former former star of the cosby's um but he he teams up with her daughter and they uh they kind of go on this quest to find Josh Hutcherson who always plays a smug little douche right Peta everybody remembers him um 
and he's the the kingpin of this ring of telemarketer scamming and his like dad or keeper is an ex FBI guy right so okay here we go let's 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 reillustrate the John Wickiness retired guy just trying to chill having a peaceful life um, a thing he really cares about gets killed because of some douchebaggy rich kid who's running some crime syndicate. He decides to come out of retirement to go absolutely burn this organization to the ground out of revenge. And um, the, 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 the father keeper of the douchebag kid is like, oh, it's a beekeeper? You're dead. We're all dead. You're going to get what's coming to you. Just like in John Wick. They're like, oh, yeah, if it's John Wick, Baba Yaga, he's going to kill you. So you might as well just go ahead and die. And uh, the whole movie is like about Josh Hutcherson trying to stay alive and Jason Statham just absolutely plowing ass through every bad. Yeah, just plowing ass. Plowing just, ass. Just oh. delaying waste to bad guys and like breaking into things. And, uh, you know, CIA agents, they can't catch him. And these two FBI agents, one of them who he uh, it was the, the the daughter of the lady who got killed, they are not teaming up, but they kind of have this understood sort of like, you know, I'm trying to be the law. And he's like, well, I'm trying to get justice and don't get in my way because I'm only killing bad guys. And even when like SWAT team members are there to stop him, he's just like, oh, right in the neck and uh, right in the balls. And you're not dead, but this guy is bang, 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 you know, and uh, it's. It's fun, mainly just because watching Jason Statham just kick people's asses is satisfying because he's been training, you know, professional fight choreography for most of his his life, and uh, he's really good at it, and he has a lot of presence on screen, um, and, it, you know, it's, it's just fun to watch. What I wish that this movie had done, a lot of the B stuff was a little over the top, but I wish that they... And, like, there was a bad guy mini boss that was just, like, way... He's like, I'm familiar with a beekeeper. I took one down one time. Blah, and he's, like, got all these tattoos and, like, a kind of New Zealand Australian accent and one leg. And he's, like, you know, hey, man, he dresses on, like, day glow. And he's a big douche. And it's, it's so stupid and over the top. But I wish that they... That had- is a thing to happen or this thing <laughs> that you very detail-oriented wish happened his name was lazarus for christ's sake okay um let me see if i can pull up a picture lazarus beekeeper i mean this guy was was ridiculous um ah, they don't have a, a screen grab of him but he was he was just comedically mini bossy let's just put it that way but what i wish had happened that i think would have made me enjoy this movie better is if this had taken place in the John Wickiverse that they're trying to create, right? Because in that world, it seems like there's all these hitmen of different, like, flavors. And even, like, the beekeeper system was, like, old dot matrix shit. And, you know, just like in John Wick, where it's, mm. like, this weird Harry potter and style of communication network between these hitmen in the modern yeah, with world. Yeah, the, with the... Uh, they got to put the cables and yeah, like the, the switchboard operators. Yeah. Well, this was like all dot matrix PCs, like the, the, the computer out of lost what they were like using and stuff. But, um, I think if they had just taken this character of the beekeeper and injected him in that world of John wick, I think it would have made more sense instead of like, Oh, here's this network of beekeepers. It was just like, Hey, it's the beekeeper. You've heard of this kind of just like John wick. It's like, Oh, it's John wick. You're fucked. Um, just do that with 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 Jason Statham, and that is this movie. It's John Wick with a different skin, and in a way, I'm not mad at it. Hmm. But in a way, I'm like, I wish they'd tried a little harder, you know, and because I know that this movie wasn't like 
pinned at the same time and they just got around to making it because you know how that sometimes happens in years where they'll be like what armageddon and the uh the other one where the deep impact deep impact and then there was the illusionist and uh the prestige the prestige and like these movies come out at the same year and it's like these studios are like ah damn it they got me they beat us by a week and you know yeah because the same guy pitched the movie to everyone and some of them were like nah that's stupid get out of here Hey, write, write down everything he just said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dante's Peak and Volcano. Uh, yeah. It's Dante's Peak where that old lady boils in that water because she falls out of the boat. Oh, or that was awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Both bacon. of those movies were cool, though. Deep Dante's Peak and Inferno or Volcano? Yeah, because Volcano had Tommy Lee Jones, right? Um, and Dante's yeah. Peak was Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, both of those movies. Oh, Velvet right. Santa on Twitch coming up with a lot of examples. Uh, Ants and Bugs Life. Baby yeah, but Ants are alone, man. It did. Yeah, but no one liked Ants. I liked Ants. Ants was pretty good. But, but everyone likes the Pixar movie better. Yeah. yeah. Um, they hated the Woody Harrelson, like, or Woody Allen. Yeah. Um, well, everybody does. Well, so, yeah. at the time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Beekeeper, it's fun. It's a fun ride. It's got that... Um, just you know how you just go in and a, a revenge movie just feels good you're just yeah. like you want to see people get hurt Always. for uh for the sh- bad shit that they did dude i used to watch death Wish death Wish marathons when i was a kid i was so stoked on them yeah it, it's that kind of movie so uh unless you're if you're just not into action movies don't go see this it's not a work of art but if you like a revenge movie and love some great fight choreography interesting kills and jason statham doing one last job uh then you're gonna you're gonna dig it so i'll watch jason statham do one last job and i really wanted to see this but the, the weather had other plans for me so so there you I, go i will catch it sometime because yeah i want to see it yeah well it's in theaters right now um doing not so bad i guess all things considered especially since there's a major snowstorm happening in the middle of the country right now so a lot of people are you know bundled up indoors a lot of places are closed and and all that kind of stuff so um yeah you want to pull something out of the box yeah yeah so for those of you that are either just listening to the podcast maybe tune in on Facebook or YouTube and don't know what we're talking about. Um, uh, at the end of the year, uh, around Christmas time, one of our viewers, uh, uh, Velvet Santa over on Twitch, uh, sent us a box of uh, gifts, random random gifts. So far, most of them have been VHS cassette copies of, of movies. Um, and I haven't really looked at any of these. I just, like, reach down. I have them. I have, like, they're covered, and I reach down into the box, and I and I grab, I grab something. And uh, and I hand it over. So we've we've been blindly okay. I'm gonna get the the, the two things that are oddly shaped. I'm gonna hand you this one. Um, and okay. I'm gonna get this one. This one feels like. What is your What does yours feel like? Double VHS. Mine feels like a record. So um, we'll see. So uh, we're gonna count to three. Uh, we'll describe it for those of you that are listening to the audio only version of this. I think of what what was released as double VHS. Titanic. Yeah, Titanic. Um, uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang was a double VHS? Yeah. Um, they have it on a single, but if you want the full movie, you get it. What, what else was a, a an infamous double VHS? Was it like Gone with the Wind? Was that a double VHS? I don't know. Seven Samurai? Ooh, that was Ooh. a double DVHS. That would it would be have good. to be. Okay. Well, all right. Well, we will in three, two, one. What'd you get there? Oh, shit. Oh. It's a triple. 
That's a triple, dude. Oh, that's the. Oh, that's the Indiana Jones, the the collection, the VHS. And look what I got. I got a Japanese laser disc, or it's actually a a yeah laser vision, a copy of RoboCop. RoboCop. Oh man, that's cool. CD video. Oh sweet. That'll have to come out of its reflective wrapper and live live on the on the back there. Very cool. A Paul Verhoeven film, RoboCop. Dude, I saw an article I didn't read oh, about. Slip. Uh, they did an interview with Paul Verhoeven, and he reviewed remakes of RoboCop and um, uh, 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 Total Recall. And they were like, yeah, he just rips into them. It's like, well, of course he did. They suck. Oh, look at this. Oh, hang on. Where's the upper cam? Boop. Look at that. It's got the, the characters for RoboCop. Oh. That's pretty dope. Dude, you know what, too? I was pulling out these videos to just look at the box art because that's a fun thing to do uh, that a lot of people don't do anymore. Uh, but uh, they were in chronological order. And then as I look at the top of them, they say chapter 23, 24, and 25 of The Complete Adventures of Indiana Jones. Does that, does that count the uh, young, young Indiana, Indiana Jones? Jones? It must be. Yeah. All right, I'm trying to put this in quietly, but it's also like eating nachos in the theater. It's like not possible. Who was it that played young Indiana Jones in the TV show? Oh, that was um, uh, River Phoenix. No, that was the movie. Oh, that's right. It that was, was in Last Crusade. I can't remember who did it in the TV show. Oh, just some kid. Because uh, kid, I think Ryan Gosling was young Hercules. What? Yeah. No way. Yeah. That's funny. Um. McLean says Gone with the Wind was also a, a, a big VHS. Yeah, it, um, it would have to be. Uh, Night Alice says, does At Velvet Santa work at a vintage movie stuff place? Uh, and he says uh, on Twitch, he goes, I don't. I just spend too much time at Goodwill. Because, like, VHS movies are the only thing that Goodwill has not marked up beyond all stupid, like, in so any sort of considerable price. I have found things at Goodwill that are more expensive than they are brand new at Walmart. It's like the thrift, the thrift world is getting out of control. You know, the profiteering is getting out of control. Sean Patrick Flannery. That's right. Yeah. 20 Flannery. 22 episodes. So Temple of Doom, Raiders and Last Crusade. But, you know, they had that old Indy and that was one of the things about that last Indiana Jones movie that came out was that Indy was like 80 years old or at least Harrison Ford is. Um, it took place in the 60s, and he was... So they were trying to say that he was like 60 or 70 or something, maybe, in the in the movie. But uh, they kind of undid, like, the cool eye patch old man Indiana Jones that uh, helps narrate the stories in the young Indiana Jones series. Yeah, it's not good. Not cool. You shouldn't have done that. Should have stayed with canon. Um, yeah, all right. Well, that's uh, those are cool. Thank you. Well, like the stack is getting to the point where you can, you see, can it see it on it. camera. Yeah, it's it's getting getting big. Um, all right. Vince uh, posted a whole list of double VHSs. Oh, I guess he went. Like. There's a ranker.com double VHS. That's pretty funny. Uh, Dina says, I re- seem to remember the lore being that his life was extended by some. He, he drank from the grail. Uh, not immortal, but but longer than most. Well, he had to drink from the grail to know that it was safe, so that he could rescue his dad and get out of there. That's right. Oh, Indiana. Let Jones. it go, Elsa. You butthole. You German butthole. 
He was trying to get at that German butt, though, well, for a minute. Well, he sure did, though. So, oh. did, so did Sean Connery, dude. She talks in her sleep, my guy. <laughs> Sean Connery. Yeah, don't trust her. <coughs> All right. Well, um, well, that's. Uh, let's see. Okay, we did our gift segment, and now I guess it's time for... Um, for the box office roundup, I mean, we're getting, we are, we're almost filled our time here, uh, which is impressive. Uh, so we're gonna do the box office report, which is uh, we give you the top top ten movies in America um, from number ten to number one for the past weekend. This weekend will be January twelfth through fifteenth, twenty twenty four. It is Martin Luther King Jr. weekend right now. So uh, Jake's gonna start with number ten, work his way up to number one, and most of these are domestic totals because those are the ones that matter here in the U.S. About we we talked about it a lot, so you know the drill. What was number ten? Number 10 was the Iron Claw, uh, brought in an estimated $2.5 million, bringing its domestic take in its four weeks out up to just under $30 million. That's another one I get asked about a lot because being a wrestling fan and everything, I know the story. I talked to a friend about it yesterday. It's like, it's sad, and it is sad, especially if you know it. And there's parts of it that I think would be more sad because of some of the story choices. I do plan on watching it sometime. It's just hard to go to the theater and know that you're just going to be bummed the whole time. Uh, coming in at number nine, opening at the number nine spot, The Book of Clarence, three, an estimated $3 million brought in by that one. Uh, that's the uh, the Jesus flick, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then at number eight, in its third week out, Boys in the Boat, $4 million brought in by that one, bringing it just under $40 million. I'm surprised it made out. that much money. Like uh, It's gotten more advertising since it was released than mm-hmm. before. That's weird. I yeah. don't get it. Uh, and then at number seven in its two weeks out, Night Swim brought in another $5.5 million, bringing its domestic take up to twenty, uh, And that's like the... The horror An- movie. Anthology take on a swimming pool that kills people. Yeah. Yeah. It has uh, Kurt Russell's uh, son in it. Yeah. Wyatt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then at number six, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, only four weeks out, bringing in $6.6 6 this past weekend. It's domestic total under 110 in its month of release. That's made it better than some of the more recent comic book movies released, uh, beating both Marvel and DC's last uh, releases. Uh, however, not enough to make anyone care. Uh, it's brought in about 375 total across the world, uh, so not bad for it. Hopefully, that brought them some money after all their reshoots and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but probably not. Yeah, who knows? Uh, and then at number five, migration. This one's the one that's kind of surprising because they talked so much crap on it when it first came out. Uh, four weeks out from Universal, uh, 8.3 million brought in by it this past weekend. It's domestic take bringing it up to about $88 million. So, uh, not bad for that one. It's really hung in there. Good for it. And then at number four, just above it, anyone but you. This one's surprising. Truly. How much uh, money this is making. Yeah. Eight and a half million brought in by it over the past weekend, only in a, under 3,000 theaters. And its domestic take is just under 57 million and it's four weeks out. But it's one that started out as like a nothing thing. And then people just started going to watch it because what were their other options? Uh, their other options Bleh. were sing-song bullshit movies like Wonka at number three. 11 million brought in by that one five weeks out. Just under 180 million bucks, 178.8. Across the world, it's grossed more than half a million dollars. Um, Wow. Yeah. Wow. I wonder if there's people that are actually like, yeah, 
this movie kicks ass. I love that it's a, a musical. This is where I'm at. Or if it's so this many people that are Wonka. like, dude, Wonka was like, Willy Wonka's cool as hell. Let's go watch that. And then they're like, it's a singing movie. Nah. And then like, it's just got enough mo- money from people on uh, nostalgia and recognition that it's continued on. Don't know. Uh, and then opening at the number two spot, Beekeeper brought in $19 million. Not bad for an opening weekend on something like that. But dwarfing that, uh, towering above it, the release of Mean Girls opened at number one spot. $33.2 million brought in by that sing-song bullshit movie. <laughs> so, Two musicals in the top five. Uh, but as Zimmerhammer said on Twitch, he was also tricked by the fact that he didn't th- he didn't realize that Wonka was a musical. Uh, yeah. No, ma- no, no mistake about Mean Girls though. Like, yeah, it was no, that one as advertised as the Broadway version of it. Um, you know, I, I told the story the other day, and I'll tell like I was in a store, a uh, local store, and a guy and his family just kind of wandered in, uh, clearly out of place, and they were talking. Uh, to the uh, clerk at the store who I was in mid-conversation with when they came in. Uh, But he said that he was taking his whole family to watch Wonka. I said, hey, heads up, it is a musical. They sing more than they talk. And he said, thanks for letting me know. I had no idea. He said, the only movie I've ever walked out of in my life was because I walked in and did not know it was a musical. (laughs) And I was like, well, there you go. You just saved that man's life. (laughs) I at least prepped him for it because he would have had a really, really bad time. Uh, finding out uh, surprise like I did when I was sitting in the theater and I was like, like why are they still singing yeah, yeah. about this has no purpose for us to be a song mm-hmm. scrub scrub um, like, okay, oh dude yeah. okay jeez dude why would you bring that back why would you it was the only memorable song from the movie that wasn't from the other old movie. The only two were, yeah, the Oompa Loompa doopity dumb shit movie. And, and uh, uh, well, they didn't put Candyman in, even though that's a great song. No, and they just did the, the melody of, like, the mm-hmm. original theme song. Yeah. Yeah. People are, uh, Dina says on Twitch, people are really uh, effing up this musical movie advertising, and Mean Girls is just done poorly for a movie musical. Yeah, I did. It's a weird, it's a weird genre. It's a weird genre, man. It's weird. It's absolutely weird. But okay, well, um, I guess that's about it for the show. We've we've nailed it. We hit all the points. We've gone for almost an hour. We're we're here. I am starting to feel the chill of the heater being off in here. Uh, Vince says uh, he he did a reminder. Everyone can hop on the Discord after the show. Uh, he's going to be doing, he's going to be hosting a watch along over on our discord channel. If you guys want to jump into that. Um, yeah. So a lot of fun stuff. If you're snowed in, you can jump over on the discord and, and chat with everybody and, and, and watch along with Vince as he shows something. I don't know what it's going to be, but it could be exciting. You never know. Um, Is so it, a foreign film? it might be, it might be. Uh, but with that said, Uh, Stay warm out there if you have snow on the ground or cold weathers. um, Drive safely or don't at all if you have to get out there. Um, And we'll be back next week, Monday night. I don't know what we're going to see because, again, very I I don't really think I want to see the International Space Station movie. Mm. um, But am I? Super dumb. The the whole world just catches on fire and they're like, hey, you up there, kill each other. (laughs) It's like, what? Why? Yeah, it's like the entire world in the trailer is just ablaze with a nuclear fire and they get a message uh you five should kill the other five just because 
And it's like, dude, don't you think they would have more to worry about up there? Like, hey, who's going to come get us from this, <laughs> this yeah. thing? Yeah, what are we going to do? When's our next shipment of food going to show up? <laughs> no joke. Uh, but all right, guys. Well, that's our show. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever it is you prefer, uh, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. We like Twitch. It's fun. There's a lot of cool emotes and subscribe subscription things, and and we actually get the biggest payouts if you if you actually support us on there. So that is pretty cool. Thank you for everybody that did sub today and cheered and did uh, got us up on that hype train. That was awesome. You can also download this podcast wherever it is you subscribe or download your audio podcasts. Just search for The Drive-In Speaker Box Podcast. There is a hyphen in drive-in. And uh, with that said, I guess we're we're out of here. Uh, as always, I am your host, Bo, the Boom Operator. I'm the Grip. We'll see you next week. As you leave the theater, folks, please be careful. Don't let this happen to your car. Be sure to remove the speaker before you leave. If you should accidentally pull a speaker loose, please turn it in at our snack bar or box office. Thank you.